squished in. <laughs> squishing in. Who's the gross human being in this situation? Oh. It's you. It's, it's you. me? Yeah. Yes. Cool. You're scooting in towards Raymond. No, we were scooting into you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Shit. I'm just a bystander. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey. <laughs> hey. Welcome to Grosscast. <laughs> Welcome to Grosscast. Also known as Never Seen Any of This, I'm Andy. I'm Raymond. I'm Sammy. And it's still Spooptober, y'all. Yeah. Hey. This is actually one where we know it's Spooptober, because <laughs> when we recorded us, it was uh, August. Why are you going to give away our secrets? Why'd you spill your beans? I spilled my beans. <laughs> Sammy, Sammy, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> no one had to know that? Sammy, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> Everyone's going to hate that. You're breaking the illusion. You're breaking the illusion. <laughs> No, yeah. we do all of these on purpose on time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Week to week. We planned if, all of this. If there's anything you should be getting from these episodes we've been putting out, it's the constant professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the ones, because we're now planning so that we have October planned. We have, yep. a, like, pretty much November planned. Mm-hmm. The ones that we I'm recorded... you guys to do that. <laughs> the ones we recorded in, like, late August will never come out. <laughs> Don't come out. That's not true. Because then we'll have Christmas episodes, and then... Maybe, maybe we'll You think have... we're going to do a month of Christmas movies? Yeah. I mean, Star Wars yeah. comes out. Yeah, I mean, that's one. And Cats comes out. That's oh, another episode well. we got to uh, do. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bonus episode. <laughs> Behind the paywall. <laughs> yeah, we set up a Patreon for that Patreon episode. just for, just for cats. cats. Cats, cats. Oh, Never man. seen any of cats. <laughs> well, now we're going to... that way. <laughs> we're speaking it into existence. Maybe on Christmas we'll, we'll drop a couple episodes as, as gifts. Ooh, okay. Oh. Get rid of our... Uh, our backlog. <laughs> yeah, our backlog. That's a gift for them and not for yeah. us. Hey, there's some good episodes in there. Oh, no, I'm saying that. it's just gonna... Just, it just <laughs> makes more work for us if we release them all at once. <laughs> more work for us? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We have to be here and record. Oh, that's true. No, I'm not saying you have to do the editing mm. and release it, but... I mean, you're the gross human being, so. I am the gross human being. Live in your trash pile. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did pick the movie for today, so I guess I don't have... You did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. pretty gross. Ugh. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit of what we've been watching. Because it's a timely episode. It's going to come out on time. Yeah, yeah, and I made sure that the things I've been watching have been kind of spooky. Oh. Little, uh, I wish I had that for a time. <laughs> a little spook cast for Spooktober. Yeah. That's what I was <laughs> saving it for. All right. So, uh, well... What have you been watching, Sammy? Um, the first one that I've been watching, um, uh, I watched American Psycho, oh, which yeah. I almost considered having us do a full episode on. But I'm I was glad like, you I, don't, I don't know if there's a, <laughs> there's enough to talk about, but I do want to talk about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. When was the last time you guys saw that movie? Um, I saw the whole thing probably about ten years ago. That's about the same. And I watched the first half of it probably three months ago. Okay. It's just I I never I'd never seen it. Um, and I, I mean, ever since Batman or Dark Knight, I mean, like Christian Bale, what, is, what was like his first stuff that he's been in? I know mm-hmm. American Psycho, like that's just like something he's been really well known for. Have you seen The Machinist? I have not seen The Machinist. Oh, but you guys did that for the podcast. We did. Oh, yeah, yeah that's I just wasn't right. There for yeah, yeah. It when you guys did Whew. that one. But, God, yeah. that's a trip. But that's still after Dark Knight, isn't it? Or is it before? No, it's before. It's, it's, before. it's, it's, before. it's before Batman Begins. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like oh. the Dark Knight trilogy is what I meant. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's before. Then that. say that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, no, I haven't seen that one either, but I know, like, he lost a ton of weight for that one, right? Yeah. It's thing. gross. Yeah. His doctor was like, uh, don't lose more than 20 pounds, and he lost 40. And his doctor was like, no, seriously, fucking stop. And he was like, na 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 boo boo, can't catch me. And <laughs> can't then, catch me. <laughs> and then he, like, kept losing weight, and they were like, seriously, eat a fucking donut. 
It's like, after this movie is done. Yeah. Apparently, on The Machinist, he was eating uh, an apple and a pack of cigarettes a day. That's all That's, he was I have heard that. Yeah. Are he you looks sure like it. The Mechanist? The Mechanist? Yeah, is that how you pronounce <laughs> The Mechanist? Yeah, The Mechanist. Nope. Like, oh, Ex okay. Machina? <laughs> Yeah, Ex Machina is how Ex you pronounce Machina. it. <laughs> yeah. So, American Psycho. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember the ending of that movie? How kind of. No, I don't think I... I mean, It ends harsh, making you think harshly. that none of it happened. Or yeah. that you're supposed to think you're not sure if it really happened. Yeah. Which I did not mm-hmm. know that that was what that movie like was leading up to. I it thought is. for sure it was just leading up to him like that he killed everybody, but it kind of makes you think that he didn't do any of that. All in the head. Like, the secretary finds his, like, book of, that he, like, had done all these drawings of everything. Mm-hmm. And then he hadn't actually gone around and done those things. And then he goes back to the apartment that he supposedly killed all those people. And this lady was showing it to sell, and it didn't look anything the same. So then he's, like, he, he had imagined doing all of those things as well. And then it ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just that, it like was, your brain. I do, that's where I wanted to be. Like we need to talk about this because I don't understand why, why, why. That's and... one of those. <laughs> why? Well, that's like what you thought. Possibly, Joker was all in his head, and mm-hmm. I was like, it's very possible. Like the right. elements are there, but I, mm-hmm. all, I, I think just the implication of it. They yeah. want people to think about it. Right, mm-hmm. gets in your head. Yeah, so it'll stick with you, and you'll think later, like, oh, did it really happen? And you think about those things. But I would be very upset if that's actually the case, because that just feels like a cop-out. But how could it not if he goes back to that apartment and it's not even the same? How could it? <laughs> uh, Can you believe what you saw? No. Oh. <laughs> well. I mean, Jared Leto dying, that's... that's I feel like good. that... Pro- but th- that was the one that I was like, that must have happened. <coughs> but then when he goes to, like, um, conf- confess to the one guy, the guy was like, no, I had lunch with him in London, like, ten days ago. Yeah. So then you're like, oh, then he didn't die, so none of it happened. Maybe. Okay. Or did he? <laughs> you can't really trust anybody, because they're all pieces of shit. That's true, and they may not even... Because I guess the one part of the movie was that like no one recognized him, so maybe he, they thought they were having lunch with Jared Leto, but it wasn't really Jared yeah. Leto, because he did kill him. My, my favorite scene is when he just starts shooting people. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he like, goes into the, his, ho- his room, or like his hotel... And it's like the, or his apartment place, and it's the bottom level, and the guy recognizes him, so he shoots that guy. So then he's like, well, now I gotta leave. And he's going to leave, and he's going through the turn door, like the, tor- the, the door, revolving door, the revolving door, and then the, like, maintenance guy comes out of the elevator. So he goes through the revolving door, comes back through, shoots the guy, and then goes, goes out of the <laughs> Yeah. It was not supposed to really be funny, but I was like, that's just him just going through the revolving, because he's just, like, shooting everybody, but mm-hmm. that also may not have happened. And maybe. But did it? Am I the American Psycho? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, uh, Ameri- we cracked this one, folks. Yep. American Psycho is another one of those movies, like Fight Club and Inevitably Joker, mm. where people are getting the wrong message from it. Yeah. That they're like, oh man, he's a badass, but it's you, no. you're confusing a his, badass with an interesting the character. The part that right. kills me is that all of his dialogue is he has just memorized things to say. Mm-hmm. Like when he is just like listing facts about like, Phil Collins and oh, <laughs> like his business card. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the business card. When he gets mad that. about the business card, it was uh-huh. so good. But the, yeah, every time he like go is going to kill someone or like it has someone over the house, he plays music and then just lists these facts about this music, which he obviously doesn't like, but he is listening to because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be listening to this hey, music. He's a psychopath. So he's a psychopath. Yeah. So 
I there's an argument to be made that he really does think sports is the greatest album of the 20th century. <laughs> is it because you agree with him? It may be. <laughs> That's my favorite scene in that movie. Yeah, it is great. I mean, it's it's just, when monologue. he's just like, yeah, listening to all the facts and he's like dancing and he's like putting on the outfit. <laughs> What's on the Jared Leto's to... name in that movie? Uh, I can't remember. It's like Bill or something. (laughs) Like he's in the middle of his Huey Lewis monologue putting on like a poncho. Yeah. And just goes, hey, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that movie's great. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it all the way until I was like, what was that ending? I thought it was leading to him like, because it totally, he totally has the, he makes that phone call to like Mm -hmm. admit everything. Mm -hmm. And then it wakes up the next morning and then that's all when the stuff is like, did it actually happen kind of a thing. So Christian Bale was sort of a child actor. In uh, Spielberg's Empire of the Sun, was kind of like the biggest thing he was in when he was little. Okay, that have you Newsies? seen Newsies? And Newsies, yeah. Have you guys seen uh-uh. Empire? He's like a little kid in Empire no. of the Sun, but he's I've the seen main Newsies. character. Um, and American Psycho, like all of his agents were like, "Don't do this. This is a bad thing. You're going to get typecast <laughs> as a psychopath." Right. And he did it anyway, and it like led to him getting. Like, that was part of the reason they cast him as Batman. Right. And so that was kind of the, his comeback. Was I like to movie. think that's... I mean, because he did such good return. acting, but mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, that would be a good Batman. I mean, Bruce Wayne's a little bit of a psychopath. <laughs> his so. name was Bateman. Yeah. I mean, you just take out the E. It's Batman. <laughs> Batman? <laughs> no, not move the E. Oh. Take out the E. Oh, right. <laughs> Batman. That's how Batman. Christopher Nolan did it. He's just looking at like, the name of the character. Yeah, he's like, the character. He's like this is Batman. He, it was written on a paper, and then he just like puts his finger over the E. And he's like, oh my god. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it was a crazy wild time. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. He was really a psycho because of <laughs> the people on that time and how they had to act and be... Like him, like, because I tried to read that book last Halloween. Oh, mistake. Yeah, yeah it's a bad book. The how he talks in the, like, his monologues to himself and, like, when he's, like, going through his routine of how he, like, gets ready in the morning is the entire book because mm-hmm, it's from his mm-hmm. perspective and every single paragraph is like that. Yeah. And it's just, like, ugh. Uh, the, I couldn't even get to him killing anybody. <laughs> I couldn't get that far in the book. I was like, I can't. I can't do this. I know the author is kind of a renowned piece of shit. Yeah, no, Brady Ellis is garbage. Yeah. Yeah. But. Well, I didn't finish the book. I also know that um, it's kind of sad because this movie was directed by a woman, and oh. it kind of gets overshadowed, and the the piece of shit author gets a lot of the credit for it. Right. Uh, it was directed by Mary Heron, and like this movie's really good, and she really hasn't done anything other than this movie. Mm. Yeah, so that's because it's yeah because Hollywood sucks. Yeah, well, Justin throws <clears throat> in it. Um, the main like bad guy from Silicon Valley is like oh, oh yeah he totally he's, is he's the guy that like. Uh, he goes to kill him in the bathroom and then he's like, no, you're gay, aren't you? And he's like, wait, what? And he runs away. <laughs> Have you seen the video that is the, it's the business card scene, but instead of business cards, it's... it's Pokemon cards? No, it's anime. Oh. <laughs> I like, feel like I've seen one where it's Pokemon cards. Who has a too. better anime yeah. card. It's so funny. That's an old meme. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's great. So yeah, that, that was the main like horror movie that I watched. Um, and then, for the first time ever, um, I have a video game to talk about. Oh. You have a video game to talk about? <laughs> I sure oh, do. Oh, video games? Oh my god. <laughs> I haven't beat it yet, but I've played enough of it that I want to talk about it. Have you guys heard about the game Hollow Knight? I've heard, I've of, heard it. of it. So it's an indie game, and it's won a ton of awards, uh-huh. but it is unbelievable. It is crazy. <laughs> is it the same people who made Shovel Knight? 
It is no, but it's oh. it's I get it's kind of like it is a side like the art style looks like it and all that. Yeah, but it, so it's not like because Shovel Knight's more like eight bit or sixteen bit. Sure, it? yeah. Right? So yeah, yeah. I, I would say it's like almost like you're watching a cartoon happening. Right. But it's it's you're playing a video game. Right. And right. You just get thrown into this place. It's a city called Dirtmouth, nice. and then you just have to go down the Relevant. well into the they're like tunnels below because they're like the tunnels below used to be this like thriving city but it's not anymore and there's like bugs and creatures down there but the part that's like i mean the art is amazing and the game is like really fun to play mm -hmm. the thing that i like the most about it is that like it just throws you into it you don't have a map you don't know where you are you find a guy that you can pay and he gives you a map of where he's been so far but that's not the map to everything mm. so then you get into areas where you don't like don't know where you're headed and then you have rest places that you can go to and if you pay these other people it's a lot of like paying merchants to get more abilities kind of a thing so you have to kill people to get money and then when you sit you can i have the one thing set up where i sit on sit on a rest place it updates my map but you don't have to have that you could have mm. none of that and just keep playing but it doesn't tell you where you need to go it doesn't tell you what you need to do first it doesn't tell you any of that. It's a lot like Zelda, where it doesn't like ha it has it's like not a, holding your hand. It's not holding your hand at all. No. But I don't even know if there's a specific order you're supposed to do things in. Mm -hmm. I know that you have to do the first area first because then it gives you the ability to go to the second area. So then I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I'll be the second area. It'll give me an ability to go to the next, and it wasn't at all. <laughs> when I did the second area, I didn't. I got a new ability, but it didn't like get me to a new area or anything. And then I like. All of a sudden, was in like the sewers of some place, and I was like, I don't think I need to be here yet. And then I went to another spot, and I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to be here yet. <laughs> and I got to the actual like ruined city at one point, and then it was like, here's the main boss, go fight the main boss now. And I was like, I've only gone to three places so far, I don't think I'm supposed to fight the main boss yet. So it's just so much of like exploring, trying to figure out where you co can go and where you can't. And like when you just get killed instantly, you're like, well, I'm not supposed to go there yet. Yeah. And it's just. And it has the whole kind of Dark Souls thing where you, if you die, your, like, soul is still there with all your money. Ah. And you have to go back and kill, like, fight your soul and kill your soul to get your money back. And if you don't, you lose all your money. So it has that kind of, like, Dark Souls vibe to it. But mm. just the art style is insane. <clears throat> and just all the little, like, people that you run across, like, other adventurers that are down there, too, like, trying to, like figure out where they need to go there's this mm -hmm. one adventure that every time you find him he's in trouble and you save him and then he's always like why'd you save me i had it under control <laughs> but he obviously didn't and there's another guy that i'm, I'm he, he like just is like hanging out and he just tells you some stuff and then you find like random merchants that are just so cool and just the the world of it that like the just throwing you into the game it's just it's amazing it's crazy that it's just an indie game because <laughs> yeah, it has right. so much to it and it's like i'm I think I've put like ten hours into it. And I don't. I I might be halfway. I yeah. honestly don't know how close mm -hmm. I am to beating this game. But. There are so many like good indie games out there that yes. I really want to yeah. play. Yeah, uh, I want to play Untitled Goose Game. Oh more yeah, than I have heard <laughs> more that than I want to breathe air. So I I I got the the Xbox had like a two dollars. You get their Game Pass for two months, and you, okay. they just have so many games on there, so many indie games that you can get. So that's what where I was able to download Hollow Knight. I will say the one like issue with it is i finally because I, I got to a point where i was like i really have no idea where i'm supposed to be going so i finally like looked at ign like walkthrough thing mm -hmm. and it was like after you beat the first area there's this merchant over here that you really need to talk to that gets you these charms that really helps you through the game and i was like 
I haven't talked to that person yet, and I've gone through four areas now. Yeah. Because it doesn't tell you to go to any certain right. person, I completely miss this, like, important person that gets you things <laughs> that you needed to get. So there's a, one downfall of it is you, like, can, can completely miss something that you need to do. Sure. But it's awesome. You guys really should check it out because, the yeah, the art itself and just how, how much time they've spent into this game is awesome. It's great. Cool. So there's my first video game review for you guys. Well, never seen or never played any never of this. Never played any of this. <laughs> All right. All right. And then my last one is a uh, book, but it ties into something that Andy has seen, so I will hold off on it. Oh. Oh. Interesting. I know nothing about this. <laughs> All right. Well, Raymond, what have you been watching? Uh, almost nothing. <laughs> All right. I, uh, All right. Andy, what have you been watching? <laughs> I, I was supposed to be on a trip this week during the time that we are recording right now. Yeah. And so I, I hadn't been watching anything previously since the last time we recorded and uh i and suddenly my trip got canceled so i've had the last couple days off and i just sat down and i was like what what do i watch and then i got a tweet because now there's there's brand twitter accounts that basically work as mailing lists so like i know watchman's done it and this um this other show on hulu has done it as well where if you just like send them a certain emoticon they'll like then tweet at you every time there's an episode out. Mm. So well, I have seen one where it's like, if you heart this tweet, we'll yes. message you when the first Watchmen episode Watchmen did that, and it was yeah. a yellow heart. To, and you got to see the trailer, like... Right, for Watchmen. Only yeah. like an hour before they dropped it online. Right, But right. it was... Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, that's that's what I did. Is I There is a show on Hulu called Wu-Tang, The American Saga. Oh, yeah. And it's heard, the, I've the trailer for it. It's the dramatization and retelling of the Wu-Tang Clan, the hip-hop like, group. Like straight out of Compton, but for Wu-Tang? Yes. Okay. Basically, but it's a TV show. Okay. Yeah. So it's and they're Hulu is doing this thing where they're releasing it week to week, but they dropped. That's what I was wondering if they dropped. It they dropped like three episodes on the first day, that's and now they, they're doing one episode a week. That's okay. what they do with all their originals. I think At they did point, that with Castle Rock, the yeah. first season of Castle Rock. And I've I think seen so gonna, many ads for Castle Rock now. Oh, season two. I still haven't seen it, but I've seen like thirty ads for it. Season two is a misery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so. And it's got... I haven't um, seen season one, but... It's got um, Andy Dufresne from Shawshank. Yes. Oh, it's really? one of the main characters. I mean, he's th- he's not Andy Dufresne, the character. No. It's Tim Robbins, it's Tim the Robbins. actor. Yes. But, right. I, like, how... Well, isn't... It's keeping in universe. Skarsgård is in the first season. Yes, he mm-hmm. is. And yeah. Sissy Spacek, who mm-hmm. is the original Carrie. Carrie. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. But and right. they're, they're not playing any of their original characters. No. No, but it's, it's just, just an homage. It's cool to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That show's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I... We... My girlfriend pays for Hulu, and mm. she, she Got was out. yeah, she was gonna cancel it, but then she decided to sign up again the free like the free service where you sign up to either Hulu or Spotify and you get the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, so she yeah. subscribed to Spotify and got Hulu, but right. she was paying for the premium Hulu, and the package deal is you get ads yes, instead. Yep. It's the only one you can get. Yep. So now I see ads constantly. Constant. And you and they're eighty and seconds every time. Eighty to ninety seconds. Uh. Yeah. But a lot of them are trailers for their own show, so I have seen that trailer for Castle Rock a lot. Yeah, that's two days. And sometimes it messes up, and you get the same Arby's commercial oh, yeah. six times in a row. <laughs> I have not had that happen. I it happened that. to me one time. It was every commercial break was three of the same Arby's commercial in a row, <laughs> and every commercial break was the same commercial for like three episodes of the show. It was j- and it was the uh, Ving Rhames mm. yelling at you. Campaign. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's all so, it is. <laughs> so it was just like Arby's. 
we have the meats. And then it would be, go to the next commercial and be like, hey, <laughs> we still got the meat. Yeah. Yeah, that would happen to me when uh, Hulu used to be like the free, like the free option. Hulu used to have that you could watch on like your computer and shit <coughs> before they went subscription, mm-hmm. o- subscription only. Uh-huh. Oh. So that was. That's how I watched almost all the community. Yeah. Yep. Back in the day. What was the one that I watched? Uh, RJ Berger? I oh, watched that yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember that show. It's a Nickelodeon show? No, no it was a. Comedy Central? Comedy Central. That, that sounds also right. Adults? I don't know. It might have been. Yeah. It might have been. It's in a Viacom network. <laughs> I don't remember. No. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, Wu Tang is. Um, I don't know how much of it is true, but I would imagine a lot of it is. Um, and it's, it's basically telling the story of how all of these guys, they all knew each other already in Staten Island and Brooklyn and, and various boroughs of New York and how they all came together to become the group Wu-Tang Clan. But it's set in the 90s, which is when, you know, they became popular. But it's before, like, years before, I imagine, that they became famous. So it's, like, one the, the thing that's appealing about, one of the things that's appealing about Wu-Tang Clan, the music group, is that they are, a lot of them are big nerds who watch kung fu movies and play chess, but also... A bunch of them were like drug runners and thugs, and so they all came together to instead do like, like, very lyrically dense hip hop that has martial arts samples and also like mafia style braggadocious raps. Mm. So it's it's a nice combo of the two things. So in this show, you get and it's RZA who is the main founding guy of Wu Tang Clan. It's basically his story mm. of his family, where his older brother <laughs> is a drug. Is a is a drunk king or lower kingpin? I guess trying to make his way up in the world, to like he's trying to he's selling cocaine. He's trying to make his way up to like running a drug empire, and mm-hmm. it's for like they've got a single mom and they've got like two other siblings and then like everyone else in the Wu Tang Clan that we you know there's like at least four other people you've seen so far and the group is like ten people that's yeah. of Wu Tang. So it's like. They're they're either like on opposite sides or they're in the same, the same like drug operation, but they're like a competing group, and it's a lot of it from what I know is real. But this is a week to week show, so I don't know how much is dramatized for that effect. Yeah, but I think it's really, I think it's really good. Is it out? Or I mean, is it all out by, at this point? No, no, they have a couple episodes left. Okay. I watched the first five before I came here today. Well, okay. I've watched the last two days. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really good. It's, i we're three middle-class white guys, so I don't know how, how much the, the show resonates with me you other than going, know me. <laughs> I do know you. I've yeah, been, right. <laughs> I've been to both your parents' houses and you've been to my parents' house. What? <laughs> All right. We're shutting this podcast down. Let's see you guys. So I, it's, we're I, canceled. What I, was that noise supposed to be? A police siren. Oh yeah. Okay. I got it. Yeah, you don't have to be worried about those, you white sack of shit. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> but. That's why I didn't reckon. So, I can see the show. I can see the, 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 the one of the main contentions of the show is that they are, they are poor and in poverty trying to make their lives better by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. And that is they're the struggling against the oppression of, of the society and, and man and income, all that. And it's, I don't. I recognize it. I don't know how much I relate to it. I'm sure I, I could have a, a stronger relation to it if I was not who I am. But it is. It's it's almost I think wire. I mean it's not the wire, 
but it's Wire Levels the Good. Hit show the Hit Show of the Wire. Wire, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. It is not quite that. And I don't think it'll ever be that because that show is a lot of things never change in Baltimore. But in this and show... that's not based on real. No, the wire. kind of. Okay. A lot of the people in The Wire were actual gangsters. Oh, cool. Yeah, and they either like went to prison before or after the show. Um, but, I mean, this isn't that necessarily. Right. But also, it's... The story is basically, from what I can gather, the overall theme is that none of like the success of the Wu-Tang Clan should have ever happened. They are mm. It's a miracle that they made what they, what they did and yeah. they got out of the slums and made this life for themselves with all these, these ten disparate guys, made this huge life for themselves after coming from nothing. And it's, um, it's great. I think, I think it's great. There's music every episode done by RZA. It's, it's very funny. His character playing himself, he's trying to be, I'm assuming, I don't know how, he doesn't paint himself in the best light, which I think is nice, but he's also like, him, he's like the executive producer of the show along with the guy who wrote the Watchmen or co-wrote the Watchmen script for the movie. Hmm. And so, I mean, it's it's not shy, it doesn't shy away from anything, but it's mm-hmm. very funny because everyone else in this show <laughs> is like, everyone, all the other main, main key players are all like drug runners, gangsters, and then he's like reluctantly doing it while he's sitting in his basement trying to sample martial arts films and, yeah. and old soul records. Trying to like everyone's like, "No, you got to stop doing that and sell these drugs." And he's like, "All right, hold on a second. And he's like making a beat, trying yeah. to get him all to rap. So it's very funny that he is. I don't know how. I don't know the truth of it, but the fact that he has absolved himself to be like, "No, I sit in my basement and I make, <laughs> mm-hmm. I make, uh, I watch old kung fu movies and I I listen to old soul records and I sample them and try and get all my other friends to rap." Yeah. Why everyone else is busy doing the drugs. <laughs> I didn't do any of it. <laughs> but, I mean, he does do... So, he, right. he does participate, but it's very much from the point of they have two other siblings and a single mom who works doubles who can't pay for anything. So uh. they're, like, paying for the rent for the house and they're paying for all the bills. So it's like his older brother being like, you don't want mom to go hungry, do you? You don't want your little brother to starve. You better be selling these drugs with me. <laughs> I mean, it very much seems like he's reluctantly in the game because he wants to be in the music business. So I, I'll be interested to see where it goes. It's very funny seeing all these characters and be like, oh, that's that rapper. That's that oh, guy. Yeah. That they're Who they're portraying. Because they've, they've changed their names around a little bit. But I, it was so funny. I saw in the credits of the first episode that Shamik Moore is in it. And I was like, oh, I know that name. And it's fucking Miles Morales from Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. But he's playing uh, Raekwon. Oh. <laughs> And uh, so far, Raekwon has not had a good time. It was like the first episode, he shoots up a guy's house and Damn. nearly kills him and his two disabled brothers. Ooh. And that guy is Ghostface <laughs> Killer. So, oh, it's neat. It's neat. <laughs> it's neat seeing all these. I mean, it really is. I mean, they all, they, they're very much like superheroes as well. The Ghostface Killer is super into Iron Man. He literally has an album called Iron Man. And he's in the first episode, he's telling his two brothers about how cool Tony Stark is. So it's very, it's very much that, that like, they're all about comics, and this very much is their own superhero origin story, almost. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's on Hulu. Uh, isn't they're still in their first season? They got a couple episodes left before they're done. I'm sure it's going to get a second season because it's getting, I think, pretty pretty good acclaim. Hey, you guys should check it out. Hmm. What's it called again? Wu Tang and American Saga. Cool. Huh? Yeah, on Hulu. Yes, with a Hulu the original. Eighty second ads. Yeah. <laughs> What are you going to do? You got it. What are you going to do? <laughs> Listen, if you want the free app, you got to get 
You gotta get some ads. Yeah, but I ain't You're, paid, it's I not ain't free. Paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Andy, pull out your laundry list of things. I have a, you... <laughs> I have a list, so I'm gonna try and go quickly, um, and just kind of mention a couple things about each thing that I watched. Uh, but the first thing. Uh, that I watched was I uh, watched all of season three of Big Mouth. Oh, yeah. I still haven't done that yet. Oh boy, I only got through four episodes of the first season, and then I was like, "That's not." I love. I don't season know if it's really two. for me. I loved it. <laughs> I, but I've yeah, heard, I've I heard kinda, there's some problems I like parts with it. of it, but so I've heard there's some issues. With there was the new a season. There was a controversy in the new season, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure how much I can speak to it. Sure. Um, I have spoken to people who identify as bisexual. And because the problem is there's a character in the third season. Played by Ali Wong, right? Played by Ali Wong, who is a pansexual. And uh-huh. comes in and starts telling everyone, no, bi- that's, bisexuals are transphobic. That's the difference between pansexuals and bisexuals. Which is not, Aye. Which is not the truth. However, in context of the show, you're spo- this character is not presented as like the most truthful person. Mm. It's, she's kind of a parody of pansexual people. And from the bisexual people that I've spoken to, that is their experience with pansexual people. Uh-huh. So it's commenting on it, but in the in the clip that was put out, it doesn't come off very well. Oh, right. It's but one of those things where you need to see like the need, whole thing to get need, the evaluation. And a lo- I've seen a lot of people that have watched that clip and be like, I know I didn't like this stupid yeah. animated show. And Confirmation like, bias. If you've watched the show the in the entirety and you know the context of it and the tone that the show is going for... Right. It makes sense that this is not a character that you're supposed to believe or side with. Mm. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole episode dedicated to uh, a character fucking his pillow, and it gets pregnant and has yeah. kids. And it's all his, it's all in his mind, but right? That's a whole side plot in the second season. Correct. He gets his pillow pregnant and it has kids. But there's also a lot of episodes <laughs> that are like actual, like right, really relatable, good, stuff. Re- relatable stuff. It's based on um, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. Uh, uh, Andrew and, Goldberg I right. mean, is the, his mm-hmm. actual friend, but John Mulaney yeah. plays him in the show. Right. But it's based on their actual like experiences, and it's like it's very much like middle schoolers do think like this. Mm-hmm. They uh-huh. are always thinking of sex. And it's very much like everyone that's in the writers' room and is like per, like as part of the show is contributing their real world kid experiences as well. Yeah, to it. And so there's like it deals with a bunch of different stuff, and I think the show does it in a really really funny, mm-hmm. but it's very blunt. Yeah, sure. I think it's a much better written show than something like Family Guy. Absolutely. Because I think the show knows how to walk the line of being, this is Todd Phillips' nightmare. Because I feel like this show <laughs> knows how to push the boundaries but mm-hmm. still be respectful uh-huh. and make make like surprising, shocking humor but not at the expense of anyone. Sure. It's never like, wow, these people are freaks for feeling like this. It's kind of like everybody's a fucking freak and mm-hmm. we can embrace that. Right. Um, it's also just one of the most, the raunchiest shows I've ever seen. And that's Absolutely. what I think that I couldn't, I, it wasn't oh, for me. How filthy it is? Yeah, it was probably a little too raunchy for me. I was like, okay. It's really raunchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's the sense of I'm the show. Boy. Yeah. Have you watched Epis for Family? No. Oh, that's Bill Burr's animated show that's yes, based on his it. life. Yeah. Is it all like that too? Yes. <laughs> it's it's dark. <clears throat> but I think that the the third season of Big Mouth, I think, I don't like it as much as the first two. Sure. But I still think it is a lot of really, really funny stuff, and it's entertaining. 
there's a whole subplot about the queer eye guys coming to help uh, Coach Steve <laughs> get his job back and change his life around. Who's Nick Kroll does like 28 voices sure. in the it's show. It's so crazy and to watch so, a clip of him just going through all of them. And it's so funny. He's yeah. so good at all the different voices. Yeah. Um, he voices two of the hormone monsters. Yes. And I think at this point there's like four or five of them in the show. They keep adding new ones. Um, funny, the first one he did that's the main hormone monster uh-huh. is like, it feels like it's him doing Will Arnett. <laughs> It is, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then Maya Rudolph is playing the girl hormone monster, mm, right. uh, which is also incredible. Right. Yes. Um, the new hormone monster introduced this season, who's just kind of like uh, one of the characters who is like not very sexual at all, has kind of a sexual awakening. Mm. And so her hor- hormone monster comes in the mix, and it's voiced by Fandy Newton. Oh. <laughs> and, oh, that's funny. I know who it is then. Yeah. And it makes, there is some reference to uh, the girls talking to her homeworld monster, and she's like, oh, I've had this sexual awakening. I can finally watch Game of Thrones this season. She goes, eh, I more prefer Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's funny. That's a funny joke. It's also like almost every episode, there is some sort of uh, dig at Netflix. Oh. Like, there's an episode where the entire thing side rails on, like, how Amazon Prime is the best uh, streaming service you can buy. <laughs> See, whatever they can get, a- yeah. get away with. It's, Nathan Fillion is, like, pretty much a main character in the At show. this point? As Nathan Fillion. Mm-hmm. He oh. was in the second season. Yeah, yeah. he's pretty what? much, like, a main member of the cast at this point. Is he a poster in, the, in season Yes, two? he he's is. a poster that starts talking to her. It's, like, a, it's like a imaginary version of this. Oh, okay. And he's yeah. still that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jordan Peele continues to be Duke one of the Ellington. best parts of the show yeah, as the ghost, ghost of Duke Ellington. Yeah. There's a whole episode dedicated to the life story of Duke Ellington in this season, <laughs> and it's really funny. Uh-huh. So, yes, uh, I really enjoyed the first two seasons of Big Mouth. I liked the third season a lot. I didn't like it as much as the first two, but I know the show has two more seasons coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know after their controversy, they came out and said, we try, we strive to have a diverse writer's room, but mm-hmm. we're we've heard you and we're going to try even more, which I think is the, what you do in that response. That's the right response. It's not to go, fuck you. We tried. It's to go. We under, okay. Apparently some people feel we dropped the ball. We'll try harder. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a step in the right direction. I mean, I love all those guys who work on the show. Everyone who works on the show is like a great comedian right now. Yeah. Yes. And the cast and all the guest stars, it's like every episode Mm -hmm. I'm looking up on IMDb to be like, who is that voice? And it's Uh like Zachary Quinto is in this season. Nice. As someone's love interest, it's, yeah, it's very, very good. Um, and the music in the show. Oh, it's always a good... I'd say every other time. episode has a full-blown musical number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a whole episode in this one where they are doing a school musical, and it's like four original, like, really clever songs fully wow. written and produced, <laughs> and a lot, of the pe- a lot of the cast can actually sing very well. Uh-huh. So <clears throat> I think that, yeah, Big Mouth is good. If you like the first two seasons, check out season three. If you haven't watched it, maybe give it a try, but it's not for everyone. Yeah, I might, I might try it again, because I, I know people love it. So yeah. I might it and I do try. think the first season, take it's a couple episodes yeah. before you really get the tone of the show. Oh, Jack right, Horseman's yeah. a lot the same way. Yeah, but but I felt like by the end of the first season, I was fully on board. It's right, like my, my girlfriend had like no interest in the show, and then I, I mean, other than the fact that she loves John Mulaney, so she yeah. like was like, oh, it's John Mulaney's show, but she had no interest in watching it. And then she came home one day, and I was watching, I was like halfway through season two, and she literally sat down and just, like, was doing something else, looking at her phone, and she would just look up, and she basically just watched the whole second half of the season. <laughs> All right, so the next thing that I watched, um, I don't know why I watched this. Oh, I don't know that's what, a good start. I don't know what compelled me to watch it, mm. but um, I was just bored one day and uh, decided to watch the 2008 Philip Seymour Hoffman movie, Doubt. What a great film. 
that you randomly watched. It's a really good movie. I, I rip our boy Philip Seymour. Hoffman. I think what it was is I was watching. I saw a clip of Philip Seymour Hoffman. I was like, mm-hmm. man, miss I, I miss him a lot. I should go watch a movie, and uh-huh. that was one that I hadn't seen, oh, and it was mm-hmm. available on Netflix. I loved it. Have, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've seen it? Have yes. you seen that movie? I don't even know what it is. Oh, uh, so <laughs> it's, it was it's a doozy. Yeah. So it was a stage play, mm-hmm. uh, set in the nineteen fifties uh, Catholic school, and Philip Seymour Hoffman is playing like a head pastor and. Um, uh, priest. a priest at this church or mm-hmm. at this uh, school. Catholic school, but they they live next door basically. And, <clears throat> yeah, and Amy Adams and and Meryl Streep are nuns, and Meryl okay. Streep is like the strictest nun. Mm-hmm. She's like by the book, and Philip Seymour Hoffman is sort of a more progressive uh, priest. He wants to bring in more like progressive ideas to the church, mm-hmm. and maybe we shouldn't uh, beat the shit out of the kids to discipline them. And right. so, so she doesn't really mm-hmm. like him, um, and. She and Amy Adams start suspecting that he is uh, fooling around with some of the boys. Oh. But the interesting thing is, is the, the movie never confirms whether no. it happens or not. Mm. And so the whole movie is... Is you, doubt. Is yeah, doubt. it's Meryl Streep being like, <laughs> do I believe it or not? And But is she believing it because she wants to get him out of there? Mm-hmm. Or is she believing it because there's enough evidence? And okay. so, like, yeah, it's uh, a fucking doozy of a movie. Yeah, Amy Adams is uh, one of the younger teachers who doesn't really know who to trust because she wants to believe the good in Philip Seymour Hoffman. Right. But he also is like very shifty in the way he talks about it. But he has alibis. It's huh. it's mm-hmm. a very interesting film. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I watched it, incredible performances. I don't mm-hmm. think they actually. W- I don't. I know they were all nominated. Were they? Sure. I don't. I don't you think said 2008. Any, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't think any of them won. Do you have? Doubt? I have doubt. <laughs> I have so much doubt. Sammy. Uh, Octavia Spencer, uh, oh no, Viola Davis is in the movie, right. and she got a nomination for one scene. She's mm-hmm. only in one scene what? in the movie, right? But it's a really good scene. Yes, That's like Mahershala Ali winning for Moonlight. I would well, say. I would argue he's in the movie more than she is. Okay. <laughs> That's. But that's the whole movie is just scenes of people talking, and it's and I think it uh, says something to its credit that it's very suspenseful and very thought provoking. It's a lot like mm-hmm. the spotlight. A lot like spotlight. where it's you are. So, I mean, if you're with the movie, you are with the movie, and you are engrossed in it, even though there is not a whole lot happening on screen. Mm-hmm. You are just uncovering things and try and like. Hearing out characters and yeah. seeing how you feel about it. That's that's pretty much every scene. Is you're right along with Meryl Streep, just be like, well, here's this piece of evidence. What do I do with that? Mm-hmm. So what what do you believe by the end of it? I have a, I have doubt. Yeah, <laughs> I I have a theory. Are you you're probably not going to watch it? Uh, I might someday, but so I mean, right. the the boy that he is being accused of of fooling around with, yeah, um, is everybody. Uh, says that he is that he is a homosexual, and mm-hmm. so like he doesn't have any friends and a lot of out, he's kind of an outcast. And Philip Seymour Hoffman is sort of sheltering him, um, and people think that he's preying on him uh-huh. because because he's a homosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also uh, Meryl Streep says that she calls his old because he came recently from a different church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's she goes, a I call, she, she goes, I called your old church and talked to one of the nuns. Um, and she told me what you did, and he won't ever confirm, but he gets kind of scared. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when she's talking with Amy Adams later, she's like, well, what did the nun tell you? And she was like, I never called this church. 
but he got really scared when I told him that he did. So right. I, so she just assumed that she knew the whole story at that point. Yeah. And I, I think that it's possible that he himself is a homosexual. And since he's in the fifties mm-hmm. Catholic church, yeah, he's, he's still, I mean, it's still not accepted now. Exactly. He's very scared and that's what he's hiding and ma- right. and the boy was dealing with all that. And it's very possible that he was just trying to talk, talk to the boy and like kind of be a mentor and be like, look, uh-huh. mm-hmm. I know you're gay. I'm gay. You know, there's not any explicit thing that happens. Right. And the boy is shook up, but he won't ever say if what happened or not. So there's no proof of what happened. But I think it's possible that it's just a whole bunch of misunderstanding mess. Right. And he would rather... And at the end of the movie, Philip Seymour Hoffman resigns and leaves. Because Meryl Streep says, if you don't, I'll expose you. Right. Mm-hmm. So he, it may be the exact same thing that happened at the last turn. Well, exactly. Yeah. That, you don't yeah. know. Or... It's also could be very possible that he was messing around with boys and he's very good at lying. Right. <laughs> right. Raymond, Raymond, what do you think? Well, that's the, the spotlight's about kind of the same thing. Is mm-hmm. a, a quandary they have in doubt is that in the Catholic Church, when a priest did did some wrong, they just they shuffle just him off along. to it. They just go, "Oh, right. hey, yep, you'll be you'll just send to the next one." So literally, I mean, that's what spotlight's about. It's like they literally just like, "Oh, nope, can't have you here." But instead of getting rid of the priest, they literally just send him to another church. Another, uh, so yeah. that's a, that's another thing that like Meryl Streep has to deal with. Is like, what if we get rid of him, but he just goes to another church? Right. You know. Right. So, and interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's really good. Um, if you watch it, I could we could have a discussion about it. But cool. um, we're gonna have a lot of doubt. Yeah, you have uh, a lot of doubt. But it's uh, it's one of those things where it's like. I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. He was one of my favorite actors. Yeah. And so so sad when he died, and that like most of his later years' performance was either a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, which are great, mm-hmm. or Hunger Games, which he's great. He's, good in. he's great, yeah. but you know what a way to go out. Yeah. When okay, the Xbox. <laughs> yeah, heard, heard me talk about the HS. <laughs> um, but almost all of his. I mean, even. Even bad movies he's in, or like not very good movies, he makes the he's, best. they're great. Like they're fucking Along Came Polly. You guys watch that? Yeah. He's got a whole thing where he basically, I mean, he doesn't coin it, but he pretty much brings into popularity the, the term of sharding. Yeah. Yes. And that's a Philip Seymour Hoffman performance where he's just a terrible person in that movie. Yeah. He just farts so hard that he shits himself. He's one of those characters that it doesn't matter what he's in, he will elevate the material because yes. he's just that good. And so it's and so nice seeing that. You have gotten to experience another movie that's in his later stage career uh-huh. that wasn't Hunger Games or PTA, which I mean, great like, movies, but he sat next to you in New York and everything else he did. I mean, Mission Possible Three. The only reason that movie's oh yeah good is because he it's is Phil like such a yeah. good yeah. villain in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> the, the only um, thing I ever remember about that movie is how good of a villain he is in that movie. <laughs> have either of you seen Punch Drunk Love? Yes. No. He's it. Uh, it's it's a Paul Thomas Anderson. I don't see. I haven't okay. seen any. It's movies. got Adam Sandler. It's got Adam Sandler yeah. in it, and yeah. it's. I know it's one that I want to watch. That's a good one, and that yeah. has probably one of my favorite. Uh, I've still seen more Hoffman scenes. I saw a tweet, and it probably might be the scene they're talking about. Where it was a side by side of the commercial that he shot with the guitar, and it's like a real commercial that they copied. Oh, probably where he's like on top uh, of the truck and he falls and hits the car yeah probably. that's like a shot for shot for uh, what actually was behind the scenes of a commercial so that's the only thing i've seen from that he, but. he plays like a mattress salesman yes. but also is like conning people mm-hmm. and like running like a fake uh phone sex line mm-hmm. that is like taking advantage of people and he gets in a fight with adam sandler on the phone and uh start 
he basically just keeps going back and forth. They're like, all right, talk to me. And then as soon as he would start talking and go, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then it, it results in one of my, I send this gift to people sometimes. It's just Philip Seymour Hoffman going, shut, shut the fuck up. Shut, 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 shut up. <laughs> it's so great. He's good. Very missed. And yes. at the end of the movie, I was sad because of the movie and that I was sad because it's like, we're not going to get any more. No. Philip Seymour Hoffman performances, which is a shame. Have you seen Charlie Wilson's War? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. So that's a great one, that's too. also a great yes. one. Yes. Yeah. I'll so. have they... to do one of those, where I'm sure Sammy hasn't seen most of these. We'll make yeah. Sammy watch a, a couple of the early Paul Thomas Anderson ones, mm. and Punch Drunk Love, probably, and then we'll get a couple of the later ones in they there. They CG him in the... In the yeah, they had to. He yeah. wasn't finished. Yeah. That's what I thought. In the those, in the those, second is it Mocking yeah. J Part Two? Yeah, yeah. got all yeah. those CGI the people that are passed away movies. I don't know why they felt the need to. That movie feels unfinished the way it is. So, yeah, I mean, I mean the, the end of that book also kinda, feels unfinished. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, I, that whole book is just a disaster. I hate that second movie. To be honest, I hate the the, <clears throat> the ending. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, I kind of hate every ending. Yeah, I, I watched. Hate. I saw the first movie before having read the books, and I was like, yeah. "That's a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool movie." And then I, I read the books. It's like oh, these are cool. I heard they're like very, very fast, good reads. I read the yeah. first one. I'm like, "Hell yeah, okay." Yeah. Second one, I'm like, "That's really cool." I Third also, one, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. <laughs> Catching Fire is mm-hmm. such a good book, and yes. I think it's one of the best adaptations of a book I've ever seen. I like, would agree. Exactly what I thought. In the book mm-hmm. is what, what ended up in the movie. Yeah. I really, really like. Well, that guess movie. what? They're coming out with the prequel book. They sure are. So yeah. get ready. All right. Which it's the only way you can go with that I'll read series. It. <clears throat> I'll talk about. Yeah, it. Yeah, I'll read it too. Yeah. We'll read it together. Very good. All right. Read it to uh, me. Yeah. Oh. Do a little book club. <laughs> oh. All right. Next thing. All right. Um. How many more you got, boy? Uh, a couple. Okay. Cool. Um. I believe this is uh what you were going to talk about with me. Uh, you don't. Is it in the tall grass? Yes. Yeah. The, uh, the Stephen King uh, adaptation. I wanted on to Netflix. see this real bad. Um, so I, I, I yeah. read half the book. I didn't finish the book. Okay. Um, it is. I should have just finished it because it's only like eighty pages on an ebook. Yeah. But I just, I just didn't get around to finish <laughs> okay. it. But I mean, so I read it, half. It didn't of it. grab you that much. I mean, I really wanted to finish it because I, I really like Stephen King stuff, and it's mm-hmm. with his son, son Joe, Joe Hill, Joe yeah. as well. So I mean, I just love the th- great thing about Stephen King, and you know that it was his idea. Was that he just takes an ordinary thing and then makes it scary? Yeah, mm-hmm. and like Christine, it's just a car, but then he makes it scary. Cujo, yeah. it's a dog. Mm-hmm. So this one is he's kind of pulling at straws a little bit, but it's tall grass, and then he makes it yeah. scary. Yeah, it's like a cornfield <laughs> that these people are driving on the side of the road. And it's not even a cornfield; it's just tall grass. It's just tall grass. Yeah, but it's like a big field. That's it's not children, children of corn. corn. They already did it's that. like a corn. They already done corn. <laughs> yeah, but they uh, they pull on the side of the road and they hear a uh, young boy yelling for help. And so yeah. they're like, oh, well, we better go We better go in and help him. So they go in and then slowly discover that they're stuck in there. They can't find their way out. Every and time they, like, us. walk close, they think they're walking closer, they're actually, like, walking in a completely opposite direction. Oh, shit. They, they start uh, jumping up to see each other, and they start popping up in different parts of the field every time mm. they jump up to see each other. Yeah. I know so, one part of the book, and I'm sure this happens in the movie, like, they stand in one place for a minute and jump up and they're in a different place. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, they're, like, somehow moving. Yeah. That's a cool idea. It's it's very stressful because it's a it's a brother and sister, and the sister is pregnant. Very mm. pregnant. Very right? pregnant. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. So she's lost in this tall in this field basically. In and the tall grass. In the tall grass, and they're trying to. I always fi- want to say in the tall tall grass. Yeah. But it's only one. <laughs> and they're trying to find this 
boy, and they run into a uh, a very haggard Patrick Wilson, oh. who was the boy's father, mm-hmm. and then they run into the mother, and then uh, they come across a dead dog at one point, nice. and then uh, the next morning they find the dog again, but the dog's alive, and so it's that's oh, right, Stephen so, King. So time is being messed with. So like they keep going back, and like people that are dying when they wake up the next morning, it's like several days before. So there's ah, like several versions of them of the all book. lost. Buckle, <clears throat> buck. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's very mind trippy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the movie is not very good. Mm. I think that's con- a shame. I think the concept is cool and it's interesting. Uh, I think Patrick- probably works better as a short story. As yeah, it is. <laughs> Patrick Wilson. Uh, he goes crazy. Mm-hmm. And him losing his goddamn mind is the best part of the movie. I would imagine he is so. just unhinged, like maniac. He, he basically is like, oh, I have to kill everyone and sacrifice them, and then we'll all wake up outside of the, the grass, but that's not the case. Yeah. And so there... And, and I read that's about halfway through the book, is mm-hmm. when she has to, like, the, the pregnant girl has to, like, kill him to, like, live, because yeah. he tries to take her, and... But then I'm sure right after that is when the time stuff starts getting weird, because yeah. that, I didn't get to that point. I but. think... I think the movie is... I, I don't think the movie is terrible. I think the acting is terrible, except for Patrick Wilson. Okay. I think everyone they cast is pretty bad. And the the young ch- the child is uh, very creepy looking, mm. but he's also not a very good actor. So, so yeah, you can tell why they hired him. Kind of takes yeah. takes you out of it. Um, and is it a, How long is this movie? Is it an hour? It's about two hours, I think. You thought a movie was going to be an hour? I mean, an hour and a half would be what I would assume. But. I think it's like an hour fifty to two hours. That's yeah. It's it feels a little too long. Right. Um. But there is. Well, one... then when you know it's based off a short story, that it's like and yeah. it's if and you it's... can read the book in an hour, I feel like yeah. the movie shouldn't be two hours. And I will say, uh, there's some Stephen King like Easter eggs in there. Like one of the cars that's parked at this church is Christine, uh-huh. and um, it's very much in the vein of Stephen King, and it's kind of like a the tone is very like corny. Sure. And they're like, uh, there's dork, like pe- the characters are dorks. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But then like something extremely fucked up will happen and you're sure. like, holy shit. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's very much. Does, uh, it, does it get, I guess there's time stuff in it, so it's already kind of, but I was wondering if like, does it get really like out of there? Like the end of it is. Uh, yeah. I don't know if much can compete with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some, I mean, I've read other, other I, of his books and there's, there's sometimes he just like flips that switch to just being interdimensional like in uh-huh. some of his books he'll just go for it yeah i think this is it's pretty heady interdimensional yeah yeah, uh, yeah. it's it's for a stephen king adaptation it could be a whole lot worse there are right. a lot right. of really bad adaptations it's, it's, that's a shame it's almost like everything right <laughs> well right now is when all the good shit's coming yeah. out yeah. and he's like it's so funny because he's seeing like such a resurgence in all his properties and he's like uh-huh. yeah check this thing out oh hell yeah check this out <laughs> mm-hmm. when he's finally getting like People have been making this shit forever, but there's really been a lull for, like, the last 20 years until, yeah. like, the last, I'd say, three or four where it's really picking up. Yeah. Where all this stuff's getting great adaptations. Yeah. I so, want to see that 1922 one, because I haven't read, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's, I think it's one of his short stories, yeah. too, but that's also a movie on Netflix, mm-hmm. and then Gerald's Game, and that's a full mm-hmm. book. Yeah. And that looks really good. And we'll see in a month when Dr. Sleep comes out how that ends up. I'm very interested to see how that adaptation mm-hmm. will play out. You done with that book yet? I'm not. still reading it. Have you guys seen Horns? Yeah. yeah, we watched, we watched it for the podcast. For, for the oh, podcast. we did. Oh, my we God. Did. go. Um, oh, I'll read oh, that book, too. okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, if you, I wonder if you had read the book. because I, it, I, I own it. I just have the movie it. feels like you're you're watching the book. Right. So yeah. I wonder how different the book is. Yeah. Because uh, that, that's, that's all. Yeah, Joe that's Hill. Joe Hill's. That's yeah. all yeah. Joe Hill, yeah. All right. 
the next thing I'm going to be really light on because you guys haven't watched it yet, but you want to. Uh, I watched El Camino, a Breaking oh, Bad movie, yes. which is the basically the epilogue of Jesse Pinkman's story from the end of Breaking Bad. It's really good. I think mm-hmm. this movie is a real treat if you're a Breaking Bad fan and you watch the whole thing. It does not stand on its own as a movie. If you have not seen <laughs> all of Breaking Bad, yeah. Yeah. this will make no sense to you. So, or, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I think I have a something that I really liked is there's a lot of cameos in it, but mm-hmm. they all make sense to the story. Okay. Sure. So it's it never feels like, oh, they're just trying to cram in another person. It's like the world of Breaking Bad is so rich that it makes sense that he would go see these characters or these characters mm-hmm. would pop up in these situations because that's how the world was set up and that's how it did yeah. the show uh-huh. did such a good job of showing how this world operates that it, it's very much that uh, a great final performance by uh, Robert Forster oh, yeah. who passed away on yes. the day it came out uh, he's great he was great in the show and he's even better in the movie I totally I think. forgot that he was in it until yeah, like, me too. people were yeah. tweeting about it I was like oh yeah um, and I I would watch a four hour cut of this movie yeah. which apparently there is a long I would, I would assume there is I I will say that this movie, it it functions as a movie, kind of, but it really feels like a cluster of deleted scenes. Sure. But I'm okay with that, because mm-hmm. it's more of just like a kind of a nice button on the Jesse Pinkman story, and it gives yeah. you closure to that character that you really didn't get with the finale. Right. right. That's one of the people's biggest gripes with the finale, yeah. is they're like, well, what happened there? <laughs> yeah, he just so. drives off. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what's your question? So I've just se- seen a couple letterbox reviews and a couple tw- uh, Twitter reviews of it that people didn't really like the ending. So I just wanted to see, what, I mean, without talking about it, what what are your thoughts on... They like the ending to the ending? The ending to the ending. I just heard a lot of people were like, uh, it kind of was unnecessary. Or I think really the whole... Have, I've heard the film is I think the whole film is unnecessary. And, okay. I, and I know that everyone involved has said that, but... They just wanted to. It's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Right. And but I, I did see a couple things that people didn't like the ending, mainly. Um, I had no problems with it. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Yeah. I yeah. I, I mean, you can't talk about it until I, yeah. you see it. But right. <laughs> I, I didn't have any. I didn't have a problem with it when I saw it. Right. So I mean, I'm really excited. <laughs> I mean, I want. I want more. Yeah. Mm. I'll take a whole. If they just did Breaking Bad over again, I'd watch it. Gotta watch all of Better Call Saul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I do have Better Call Saul that I can watch to fill that void. It's a different show entirely, right. but and I love. It'll fill that. I love that first season. It'll fill that hole. Yeah. I. I'm so bad at like watching shows as they air. Me too. So mm. then I fell behind. <laughs> 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 all right. So. uh we're we're nearing the end. Um, you just got five more to talk. About. No, <laughs> but I do have a video game to talk about. Oh, um, I thought wow. I was going to be the first video game uh, review. Pulled the trigger before you. Uh, but I've been playing uh, the the new Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening on oh, my cute. Switch. Oh, which is a remake of the Game Boy. I was going to say, is it just a is it like a remake of of it's the a, game itself, or is it like a new adaptation of it? It's like a new adaptation. Ah, that's so what I'm thinking. It's like. It's a top-down, mm-hmm. like, classic-looking Zelda, but it's in full HD graphics, mm. completely redesigned, new music, everything like that. And instead of in the Game Boy, where the map is kind of, like, in squares and you walk, mm. like, you in the original Zelda, this is, like, a full open world that's all rendered at the oh, wow. same time. So it's, like, you're walking through the world, but you don't have to go from, like, screen to screen. screen, to screen. Yeah, to load. Um, huh. It's really good. I love Zelda. Did you play the original? Yeah. Yeah. I had to, but I didn't get very far. It's a very weird game because it was one of the first games that was being developed for the Game Boy, mm-hmm. and Nintendo didn't really know if the Game Boy was going to work for not, work or not, so they were just kind of going like, yeah, do whatever you want. So it's a it's a Zelda game where essentially Link washes up on an island after yeah. a storm, yeah. and he's like stuck, and there's this uh, giant mountain with an egg on it yes. and inside the egg is called the windfish and he's got to collect all the different instruments to wake up the windfish so he can leave the island mm-hmm. 
And the... As you do. Yeah. Well, the creators have said that the game and the story was very, very heavily influenced by Twin Peaks. Sure. So it's so it's basically That's just funny. like all these weird characters in this town that you have to go talk to that want weird things. There's a village of just animals for some reason. They can all talk. And um, a lot of, like, there's, like, a dream temple that's, like, hmm. you have to go get in a bed and then you sleep and it's, like, a nightmare temple. Cool. So, it's, oh. yeah, it's it's very good, I think. I this, like the art style that they chose for the remake. It's very cute. Yeah. <laughs> I think Little Link is, like, the cutest. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great game to have on your Switch. Uh so now Breath of the Wild and Link's Awakening are the two Zelda games for the Switch. Mm-hmm. Vastly different because Breath of the Wild is like the largest game I've ever played with the right. biggest map. Yeah. Um, and this game is pretty small because it was made for the Game Boy. So essentially mm-hmm. it, they're not adding that much to it. Right. Um, they're more adding like, they're not adding story and stuff. They're just adding like, yeah. detail. I think um, I'm almost, I'm probably three fourths of the way through with it mm-hmm. and I've had it for about a week. So it doesn't take very long. But when you replay it. I will replay it, yeah. yes. And, and that's the thing. Um, my biggest gripe with it is that it's a full-priced game for the Switch. Uh, and yeah. a remake like that, I feel like they could have probably sold for 39 Yeah, 40 bucks. Yeah, like a especially because it was, yeah. a, it was originally a Game Boy game. Right. And they didn't add that much story to it. So. It's just revamped. Like, the fact that Breath of the Wild... They used the original Game Boy price of, like, forty nine ninety nine. <laughs> Breath of the Wild and this game are the same price. Mm. And in this game, I'll probably get, like... It's less value. 10 to 15 hours out of the, the Breath main of campaign. Wild, you, Breath of the Wild, was. I'm still playing. Yes. Like, that game is so big, I've been playing it for two years and maybe have done uh-huh. 50% of, wow. like, everything to do in that game. Yeah. Um, so. I, <coughs> Zelda games are just so good. Yeah. I love all Agreed. the Zelda games. Yeah. All <laughs> of them? Uh, okay, maybe not all You know, like them, the CDI games? You like I mean, them? CDI games are great. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> all the ones that I have played. Yeah. All the way through, sure. just are so just yeah. great. Have you played the Cadence one that's on Switch as well? Yeah. Uh, oh no. It's like a beat based like game. A, it's but like it, a music it has based the, game. Yeah, music based game, but uh, it has the Zelda skin over the. It's kind of like Hyrule but, Heroes. Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule Warriors. I want that. Well, no, so it's I it's love, a beat game. That. Where, well, like, I know, but in that, that it was a, a different, different game, and then they put Zelda yeah. over yeah. it. Yeah, remember we split Hyrule Warriors because we were so excited to play it, and then we were like, oh, this isn't really it was a okay. Zelda game, and we were like, we didn't really <laughs> go was, into this knowing what we were getting. It was all right. <laughs> it was all right. Do you guys still have it? I think Andy sold it. Yeah. I think I did. It's it's like like if I had to buy the Wii U, Wii U oh, and I sold all my stuff yeah. for the Wii U. It's like, fuck, this, if it could be played on the Switch, I would have bought it from you. I love my Dynasty Warrior games. But, yeah, love my Switch. Very excited for... Pokemon's coming up. Yeah. Animal Pokemon. Crossing's coming up. Uh, I just want that far-fetched. The Sir Farfetch. Sir Farfetched. <laughs> Sir Farfetched. <laughs> okay, and the last thing to talk about God. is I went to the theater and I saw a Gemini Man. That's right. I totally forgot. That and that was fellas. Talk about. That's the only thing I knew you had seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fellas, it's not very good. I mean, I yeah. knew that. But I was not able to see <laughs> it. The trailer? I was this, intrigued when I saw the trailer. Yes. And I was intrigued by the talk of all the high frame rate. Apparently, mm. this is going to be a game changer. Is Ang Lee was behind it. And that's this the is one a thing Polar I, Express. Is this going to be the game changer going forward, but it's bad? Yeah. That's the one thing I didn't even know about this movie at all, was that it had the high frame rate. I yeah. feel like they didn't really... I didn't see that really advertised. Well, I, because you can't really see it. That well, I guess that's And true. this movie's been, like been talked about in Hollywood for a long time because it was written 20 years ago and uh, boy does the script feel like it was written 20 years ago oh. and man was, Will Smith just attaches himself to those projects this and Hitchcock but the thing is like I feel like Will Smith survives all these bad movies he's unscathed I mean he keeps getting well 
he, who's he, unscathed? His movie career in the last 15 years has been god-awful. Yeah. Um, he is... Uh, uh, he's, after, after Earth is so good. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut, 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 shut the fuck up. Um, he's really good in this movie. Mm. There's just not much for him to do, because the script is... Very 90s action. Mm. The um, the final act of the movie introduces, like, three concepts that are like, oh, that's interesting, and then they're completely uh-huh. completely thrown out with an 80-yard line of dialogue, like, two scenes later. <laughs> um, I mean, do you guys care if I spoil it for you? Yeah, because, I mean, okay. it's brand new, too. That's fine. I, 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 I won't say anything. Uh, Gemini is the twin. There's something that happens... <laughs> is that the twist? <laughs> there's something that happens in the last act that's like, Whoa, okay, and then they do absolutely nothing with mm. it. Which So is he a clone? I mean, is that a spoil- spoiler? Young Will Smith? For, yeah. Yes. Is that a spoiler for the whole he is movie? A clone. That's in the trailer. Okay, he is a clone. I wanted to see if that, that was a, if there was a, if there was a the robot con- aspect. Yes, so the concept is that Will Smith is like the greatest assassin ever. Yes. A uh, big problem with the movie I'm is that, so far. Is <laughs> that <Logan> everybody <laughs> is going, man, Will, you're the greatest assassin ever. They did Logan him, you're totally right. <laughs> This is the plot of Logan. <laughs> Everybody in the movie is just going, wow, Will, you're the greatest assassin ever. And he's like, I know, right? Ha ha. But you never really see it. Right. And then uh, 45 minutes. You don't just in- believe that? I believe it. Sammy. <laughs> in movies, you should show, not tell. Oh, you're right. Yeah. 45 minutes until we even meet young Will Smith. Really? Wow. And there's not really an action scene until that scene. What do they do in those first 45 minutes? You get a whole lot of backstory about old Will Smith <sighs> on why he's sad. <laughs> so it's... And uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, one of my favorite actresses. She's great. Yeah. She's incredible. She, her character sucks. Uh, she's not really doing anything, but she's... Very 1999? Very 1999. So I was, <laughs> I was disappointed... From what I've heard, this movie is made to be seen in the high frame rate 3D, 4K. There's not a theater in the United States that you can see that. So the scenes, the action scenes were cool. And I'm sure they're absolutely mind-blowing if you can see them in... How they're supposed to be seen. How they're supposed to be seen. Mm -hmm. That shouldn't be the only thing about your movie that... (laughs) And I think that's the problem, is they spent so much time working on this technology that nobody was backing except for Ang Lee. And then Mm -hmm. the movie came out and doesn't really stand on its own. Right. Because the script isn't very good. I mean that's I mean that's so much about what happened with like Robert Zemeckis and his CG yeah. movies is like he fucking walked so fucking Lion King could run right <laughs> <laughs> that that kind of shit you know but those movies aren't good those early movies he no. did and James Cameron is investing the what seems like the rest of his life to make the Avatar movies because he is inventing technology to make them as yeah. he is making them. And when the first one, it took him so long to get out in the first place because he invented the technology to make it. Right. And I want to talk so much shit about James Cameron Mm -hmm. because this is asinine what he's doing. Does anybody want an Avatar sequel? Really? Does anybody want that? He's devoting the rest of his life. They've already announced five sequels to this one. He's currently filming them concurrently. All they needed was that they came out with that theme park thing. That was He's developing... All this technology for it, and it's like, why? I'm, it's so baffling, and at the same time, everything he's ever done is, in his career is baffling, and then it always turns out good. Yeah. So, I mean, Avatar isn't great as a movie. But, it's but a cool, you, it was a cool theater it's, experience. It's a, cool, yeah. it's a cool theatrical experience. I mean, it was huge. I like still watching it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a, it's but, a I mean, three-hour thing you gotta sit through. It's know, a better it's movie not, than Gemini, man. Good. But, you know, it's <laughs> not on its own. It's not like Aliens. It's not like Terminator 2. You right. know, it's not like any of those, or yeah. Terminator you know, it's not... 
It's just a rehash of a movie that's already been done with Fringo. technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like when you know what Dancing he did. Wolves. <laughs> but like when Ty- you know what he did to make the movie is literally when they were filming yeah. the movie, he's got a monitor there where it is showing what he's filming in the camera, but already rendered with all the everyone's blue. Yeah. The whole world is there. Yeah, and that's happening as he is filming it. So it's like that's incredible, and he's building all this fucking technology to go with it. But like those movies are going to be shit. <laughs> Yeah. When he, oh, there's almost no way they're good. There's no way he has yeah. five planned. Well, he does. Well, he four. does. I mean, yeah, but... They're filming two, three, and four at the same time. Like, two, three, and four have already been filmed, and they're working on post-production. And also, it's like, that's what happens. Like, all those actors <coughs> are on their contract, basically, with him to make all those movies. So that's what they're doing until he's done. Yeah. I love the... Um, I mean, like, when he made Titanic, people were like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Uh-huh. It's asinine. He was building the largest, like underwater tank ever mm-hmm. created for yeah. a movie and it's like he's making a movie about titanic mm-hmm. and it, it, the, his set was allegedly a disaster he was like going millions of dollars over budget everyone was saying this is going to be and his then it was the number biggest one biggest and yeah it, for, until avatar, until avatar. Until avatar. Yeah. it was the number one movie <laughs> so i just love the uh, two of the highest grossing movies of all time are james cameron's movies, movies. because yeah. he's crazy but <laughs> Um, Jack's Films guy I watch on YouTube where he goes around just walking around on the beach and he says, I'll give you $5 if you can name anyone from Avatar. And it's like a good 10 minute video and he finds like two people that can name a character. Jake Solatic Sui. That's all I know. That's all. That's all I know too. That's the only one I know. That's the only one I know. And they call him a scoun. That yeah. means idiot and uh, whatever they're the called. Oh. What are they? The Navi? The Navi. See, you, you know. I only know that because I want to go to the theme park. <laughs> okay. They have to they quiz you before you can get well, in? One of the rides is called Navi River Journey. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> anyway. Oh, boys. We're over an hour into this. Should we get into the main of... attraction? The Vich. The what? The Vich. The Vich? The, the Vich? The Vich. I think it's actually called The Witch. But it the, is. The but logo. It's Old English spelling. Makes it, yeah. Two Vs. So, I mean, what's up with Midsummer and uh, naming movies that no one can pronounce? <laughs> Midsommar? That's Midsommar? X Machina? <laughs> you mean, what's up with A24? Yeah, yeah, you I said, mean, just in general. Okay. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? I don't know. That's, but, a, that's uh, a different podcast. I chose to watch The Witch. I had mm-hmm. seen it a couple years ago, and I knew you guys had not seen it. I um, knew about it, but I had not seen it. So this was my Spooptober pick, because it's spooky. I mean, uh, technically, yes. us was your Spooptober, but, so we shouldn't have let you pick this. You're right. <laughs> You're absolutely you right. You know, months have four weeks. So, <laughs> I mean, no, yeah. But, There's uh, only three of us. That's fine. This is the, the first Thanks, movie... Thanks, <laughs> This is the first movie written and directed by... Uh, you know Robert, he's going to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. By Robert Eggers. Um, and he did a lot of... I just can't believe he's only done one movie and he's Lighthouse is his next movie. Yeah, which looks incredible. I want to see it really I'm bad. very excited yeah. for The Lighthouse. Yeah. Um, but he did a lot of the dialogue from this movie is taken straight from Salem Witch Trials mm. like transcripts. So like a lot of the old English is actually like used in context and sure. So this is a very accurate portrayal. Well, of right. old I was saying while we were watching, like, I was like, "There's no way they could have like ad libbed as they were going. They yeah. had to just know the script because it's just so old English talk that there's but, uh, no way they yeah. Would if think, you break, yeah. there's no way you're improvising a you know, just a coming up with the right thing to say. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So the movie follows this fa- this large family. It's uh, breaking away from the church because they don't agree on everything, and the church is like, well, if you don't like it, get the hell out. What was the thing that you said? I like what you said before. <laughs> if you don't like it, Napoleon, you can leave. Yeah, yeah. That's a, what, <laughs> well, that, Uncle Rico. That was the first scene of the movie. Yeah. That's yeah. what they do. Pretty much. I will say that the, the father's voice is, I love his voice. His voice is yeah. so good. So good for this 
kind of movie. Cadence yes. of yes. Yes. speaking, too. And we finally figured out about halfway through that he was in Game of Thrones, and we figured out who he was, and I was like, oh, yeah, it totally makes sense. He's yep. the guy that bonks the on the head when they take Winterfell. <laughs> Bonk. In season, like, three. one? Three. three. Oh, is it it's three? three? It's three. Okay. It's the last one I saw. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Um, but, yes, and then a very shortly after they arrive in their new homestead, they get terrorized by a witch. I knew that the scary scene with the witch was happening. I didn't remember it being that early in the movie. It's funny, it's that the, like the, I would say that is the scariest scene. Yeah, yes. in the first ten minutes. Mm-hmm. If not the first five minutes. Yeah, it's right away you get that witch. So how... I mean, with her, with her witch abilities, I'm assuming, but <laughs> how did she take that baby so quick? Because she's a witch. She's a witch. Yeah. All right. that's, that's what I think this movie does really well is... We don't ever really get a good look at the witch and what Not all really. she can do, no. but that's what's so scary about her. No, you barely her. meet her. Yeah. She's she doing do witch things. Yeah. So she, well, Andy. Yeah. What's she do with the baby? Oh, baby. Oh, oh. <laughs> she uh, made herself some baby paste, <laughs> some baby jelly. We see her put a knife up to the baby, and then the next thing we see is her just pounding some, some, some goo. Made some baby goo in her and little pot. She puts it over her, all over her body. And then the next time we see her, That's she's young. So it's implied that she used that baby's youth to uh, to get young again. Yeah. Unbaptized youth. Yeah, that baby's in hell, Sammy. No. Ha- yeah. Not Samuel. It's your fault. Oh no, not Samuel. Yeah, Samuel. <laughs> you no, it's Thomas's fault. <laughs> it's all her fault. <laughs> all right. <laughs> What'd you guys think of the witch? Oh man. So I would say that. Because that first scene, or that that scene, is so early on, it's like sets this precedent that you think there's going to be a lot more of that, and there it isn't. really is. It's a lot like so, Midsummer. Yeah. So then, so that's what yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Like a lot of just thinking <coughs> of like Midsummer or Hereditary. Yeah. Where Hereditary, they don't have that kind of scene until the end. And that's mm-hmm. not true. So I mean, there's the, I mean, there's the, something the head that, the head scene. Yeah. Right? It's, that's not scary as much as it's right. horrific. Right. right. So the scary thing doesn't really happen until like right the, end the last movie. ten the, minutes. In, yeah. in part of the movie. Okay. Oh, Why would you do that? I didn't do anything. <laughs> I know. Um, so though, hereditary has that where it's the end movie, part of the movie, and then like Midsummer has that kind of like scene of the sister mm. in the beginning but then it like is all the way through mm-hmm. so right. this is where it's at the very beginning and then isn't really at all until like it's the, very the last shot of the movie yeah so that's just a kind of like i think the, it, there's different levels of a24 horror yeah. that we have here this is very much it feels like on brand yes. from what the, the brand that they are yeah, building the music that is playing the, the ominous feel that you get through the whole thing but i just was when that is the first thing that is like the scary thing that happens, I was then expecting to see a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. Where it's a lot more of the whole thing is you're expecting to see a lot more of that, and then it's not you're not really seeing. It's that. a very slow burn, but you feel mm-hmm. very uneasy through the entire right because yes. it hits you with that right at the beginning. Yep. So I, I did enjoy it. Um, I but I just was going in because of that first thinking that there would be a lot more yeah. of that mm-hmm. gross horror stuff. So it wasn't as the gross horror that I would, thought it was going to mm-hmm. be because of that, those first yeah. five minutes. But I still, I mean, A24 d- knows how to do horror that I actually enjoy, where it's not just jump scares and not not fun. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know if this is a fun time, but <laughs> I, I enjoy watching these kind of horror movies where it's not just jump scares kind of. Rather thing, than but. like uh, Insidious or something. Right. Oh, you got shit on Insidious? Okay. Insidious is great. No, I like Insidious. Oh. I was like, that's I, the I, I, That's a comedy. Oh, <laughs> Insidious okay. is a, it's so funny. The okay. devil dancing around to music yeah. is awesome. Okay. <laughs> so I would say, I mean, so like, 
I don't know. I, but at the same time, I haven't seen a movie that is like... You mean like The Nun. Right, The Nun is just dumb. Yeah. Oh, I thought you horror. were saying just like a different type of horror movie that you you would prefer to watch this over that. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yes, but at the same time, it didn't scare me. And I haven't seen a movie, I don't think, in sense, sense like Paranormal Activity that has like actually scared me. Yeah, that first one, I saw Paranormal Activity in theaters. And, I and slept this is like the 10th light- anniversary of that this yeah. year. I slept with the lights on for a week after watching the first Paranormal yeah. Activity. I was, this, there hasn't, I mean, this had some really creepy and like mm. unsettling moments in it, but it wasn't like, I'm not going to sleep now. So maybe we, I, I just need to, maybe, because well, we have our, for this month planned out, but maybe next next year we'll have to pick one that really just scare me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I want to be scared. The I don't know if Hereditary scared me. Yeah. I was yeah. scared by the end of that movie. I mean, that one had some, yeah, that, that one was, I had some. I was in for it. I just didn't, it didn't scare me, but I was just uncomfortable. I was like, oh, I don't yeah. want to see this. I, I, we, I talked about it on the podcast. How, I was like, oh, I wasn't scared at all. And then my door started to slowly open. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm a little scared. It's one of those movies <laughs> that, in the moment you're like stressed yes and then you're like oh it wasn't that bad and then you go then you're alone and you're like oh don't mm-hmm. look up in the corner of your bedroom yeah because <laughs> she might be there right her, her. <laughs> so yeah I, overall i mean I've, I've liked all of a24 horror so far well so, that you've seen there's i think seen. there's more i just don't know them yeah yeah i mean i, I haven't seen, seen sacred deer oh okay that's not sacred really deer. a horror movie no is it not? Not really. I thought it was. It's, it's like a very messed up scene. thriller. I have not seen it, but I've heard oh. it's not really a horror movie. Oh, okay. That's the dude who did The Lobster, right? Yes. Yeah. That's why I favorite. really want to see it, because I like The Lobster. Yeah. But I haven't seen The Favor either. Mm. Oh. No, don't throw up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Raymond, what do you think? I really enjoyed this. Um, yeah. I knew going in that it wasn't going to be... Oh, I, I had a good feeling that it wasn't going to be truly scary because that doesn't seem to be the brand that a24 is going with right they're going for from what i've seen of their their horror movies they're going for much more thought pieces that are unsettling unsettling and horrifying but not necessarily scary spooky it's a different it's a different qualification of horror movie where it is truly it's not it's not gore porn it's not it's not jump scares it just makes you feel uneasy and unpleasant the whole time. And this movie made me feel unpleasant the whole time. Yeah. It was just unsettling. Yeah. I, um, I, I knew about the movie. I had, I had heard about it. I also, I knew that much like A24's other things that I've, I've seen, that it can be very divisive and, and, and people either love it or they think it was stupid. Yeah. And, well, I got reminded of that right after we saw the movie, and I looked up the Funko Pop for Black Phillip. Someone was like, this is a, a woefully bad movie. And then the Funko account was like, that's no way to talk to Black Phillip. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, when I showed, and I taught that class, and I mm-hmm. showed him Hereditary, mm-hmm. I had one student that was very adamant about, like, you actually thought that movie was scary? When we were talking about it earlier, and I said mm-hmm. we were going to yeah. watch Hereditary and, like, be prepared because it's, pretty pretty messed up and pretty mm-hmm. scary i had a student that that was very loud and adamant about like a movie was dumb a movie wasn't scary that was stupid and then when i started asking him about it he couldn't tell me why he thought it was stupid oh. and it was it was more of like it sounded like he was scared but he was using as a defense this is dumb as a defense <laughs> i wasn't scared and uh, yeah, I, I don't like that <laughs> yeah he was there when i made I about that he was there when i made him watch it and uh mm-hmm. he wasn't laughing then so oh. <laughs> I had a similar... You got him. <laughs> got him. 
I had a similar experience when I saw Hereditary because I had seen, I uh, I follow a lot of film critics on Twitter and and filmmakers on on Twitter, and so I had seen a lot of the early buzz about how great Hereditary was. So I made my girlfriend go watch it and with me, and there was a lot of probably better date choices we could have gone to uh, that week. But I really well, enjoyed Hereditary, and she couldn't watch the last five minutes of it. She buried her head. It was like oh, I can't, I can't look at this. And I was, I was, I, I watched the last of it. I was like, cool. I was unsettled the whole time. And then I went into work, and I, my boss was like, "Oh, how was the movie?" And I was like, "Oh, I was uncomfortable the entire time. I really enjoyed it." <laughs> and then a different manager talked to him, and they had talked. And I like later that day, he's like, "Oh yeah, so and so saw the movie, and he thought it wasn't scary at all." I was like, "Well, I, it wasn't very scary." <laughs> It was more just unpleasant to watch, yeah. which is a nice... It's, it's a, a very different... effective movie. Yes. And then the, the guy came in later, and I served him lunch. He's like, oh, yeah, I heard you saw the movie. I was like, yeah, I saw it. And he was like, it wasn't very good. And I was like, what are you talking about? Hereditary's <laughs> great. But I feel like this me trying to convince someone else to watch this movie who doesn't already... Is not already in the mindset mm-hmm. that this isn't going to be something that, like, you squirm. I mean, you might squirm in your seat. There's a couple of uncomfortable scenes like that especially the first 10 minutes. Yeah, baby but based. after yeah. that, it's mostly just a psychological style I think horror of making you feel what the characters are feeling. Yes. I think a lot of the problems that these movies have when they first come out is A24 is getting much better at it, mm-hmm. but I don't think they really in their first couple years knew how to market their movies. Sure. They knew which movies they wanted, and if you watch all of them, they're all similar in tone, and it yes. makes sense that they have them, but all their trailers are kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. I would say that the trailer for Witch was very good. But it was definitely, like, this is a straight-up going-to-be-a-scary horror movie. Yeah, because they make it look like the goat is standing up on his two legs the whole time, because there's just a shot of it on its two legs. And I will say that this is a a scary and unsettling, but it's not really a straight-up horror movie the entire way through. Uh, Same with Hereditary. Right. That that has more of the breakdown of a family trauma. That trailer is cut like a straight-up horror movie, Mm -hmm. with the pull quote saying it's the scariest movie since The Exorcist, Mm -hmm. all that. And when you see it, it's a very different type of movie. I, mean, I made I made my class watch the trailer, and then we watched the movie. They did a it, promotional campaign for Hereditary, which is one of the reasons I went to go see it, which mm-hmm. the promotional campaign was they had heart rate monitors on a viewing, like a they test sure, audience. They sure did. And they marketed that, like, the average beats per minute on everyone's hearts in the movie was on average 200 yeah. throughout the movie. It was like, <laughs> this the is last, the most, like, 10, yeah, it would be the most minutes. stressful movie you're going to see this year. And it was right. like, neat. Yeah. And then you see the movie, and I was all right. I was ready for it, mm-hmm. but I can see why people like with they see that and they go, "Oh yeah, that's going to be really scary," and not, "Oh, this is very uncomfortable." Yeah, and the heart um, racing for a different reason. Yeah, <laughs> did either of you guys see the movie? It comes at night. No, God, I meant to, and I just haven't. Yeah, we because, were, we almost went inside, and we were thinking about seeing it because that was like marketed as a pretty creep. Creepy looking scary movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When apparently it's not really a horror scary movie at all. Oh, you haven't it's, seen it either? I've not. But uh, apparently it's a thriller and it, there's not really a monster in it. Huh. It's about a sickness that everyone's going crazy. Uh, right. I do remember, I, I think I saw like a longer trailer that I yeah. got that from it, but the original trailer didn't make it seem like mm-hmm. that. But I know that it had a really low cinema score when it came out sure. because it, people were expecting a much different movie. Mm-hmm. Right. So. That I feel like that is kind of what happened with this movie, too. A lot sure. of people were expecting, like, a horror scary fest. And this was really towards the first of the A24 horror movies that they put out. Right. Yeah. So. 
I mean, I got what I expected. I, I mean, I. But we've but also you've seen been, Hereditary yes, Midsummer. Yes, yes, and you've been aware of this movie for a couple years. Right. I thought it was going to be scarier than it was. Yeah. Which yeah. it was. I would say it was. It was scary, but it was. It was psychological horror mm-hmm. scary, not body horror scary yeah. or and or like, like jump scare scary, right. anything like that. And uh, Emily, my fiance, like she got so psychologically invested in the movie mm-hmm. and so into it that at the end, when when Black Phillip starts fucking talking. Mm-hmm. She was so horrified. She, she wasn't living deliciously? No. Oh, but no. she she described she's never felt that scared where she just, like, started crying. Oh, wow. And couldn't, like, explain why she was crying other than she was just, like, petrified with fear. Mm. And and afterward... Black Phillip is perfect. <laughs> There's nothing scary yeah. about Black Phillip at all. He is the perfect guy. He's the perfect boy. <laughs> He's the goat. He's the goat. It's yeah. so funny how many times they just cut away to looking at him. And, and he's just, just got a goat. double goat face. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just the traditional goat face. And even worse, his eyes are going in like opposite directions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way he's just like laying about or sitting there. Yeah. Or... Which it's a really good setup for the end of the movie. Uh, yeah. You're expecting none of what happens. Yeah, apparently uh, the goat that played Black Phillip, like there was a lot more scenes planned with mm-hmm. Black Phillip, but the he was... He was the perfect looking goat, but he wasn't trained at all. Good. So they had like a wild goat on set that they were trying to get to do these very specific things. You can tell with the first scene where the twins are chasing him and he's yeah. like running around. He's not a trained goat. So. <laughs> no. no. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Even better. Even better. <laughs> I will say that there were some things in this movie that like you, obvious like foreshadowing or setup that you kind of saw coming. The main one being when um, she says that she is the witch to the twins. And you're like, oh, that's obviously going to be set up that they're going to blame this on her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you, like, see that coming from quite a while. So you're like, oh, then she gets blamed. I did not expect her to then embrace it at the end. I did not. Why not? I I mean, yeah, at that point. What else you got to live for? Right, like, everything you've learned is, like, don't sin. And then, oops, I sinned. What else am I supposed to do now? My whole family's dead. Yeah. Why not? (laughs) I... I mean, Black Phillip? Why not? <laughs> I had I had heard so much about how difficult the movie was to understand, which is so funny now. It's so difficult to understand because of its old English dialogue. Yeah. But I had no problem understanding. I wonder if the only, like I only there was only a couple there was a couple words here and there that I didn't quite get with I mean without the subtitles, but it was it was like you could gather from context clues what what it meant. See, I wonder, and I had no that, problem. Because Andy it. was like, "Let's put on subtitles just yeah. to be safe." Well, I like wonder how I'd it also would have been. That. Yeah, would have how it would have been without subtitles? Maybe. Yeah. We, I See, I wouldn't have had a problem. Well. But, yeah, but I mean, th- I think through context too. I, think I, I credit this to years of listening to Ozzy Osbourne talk. <laughs> I've learned how to decipher British accents. The only yeah. one that I was Any like. Difficulty? It was so that I was like, "What did he just say?" It was when he's about to shoot that rabbit, and oh, he yeah. goes, "I fee a ponce." <laughs> I was like, "What did you say?" Yeah. <laughs> I, I had heard that I, there was criticism of the the two twins of their accents, and I, I think they're creepy as hell. Yeah, I think I, yeah. I I can't remember the exact criticism, but if it if it was that they are not doing the accent, I get it. Yeah, because I think they're doing more just a traditional British accent than the old English merger. Of the accent that they're doing, but they're they work just as fine. I don't I didn't see that it was a problem, but I had heard criticism of that, and, and that's it didn't take me out of it at all. Me think that why it's two the the W is separated uh-huh. to two it's two V's because uh-huh. of the twins. That's what my thought was when they when she's like they've been talking to the goat. They're the bad ones, and I was like, oh, it's the two V's or the twins for yeah. which. Possibly. That. that was just my. I it's mean, this isn't like a reveal that they are actually bad, but no. So what? What did they? What were they getting out of 
Oh, I think they Black were Phillip. they were tricked. Yeah, they were just Black Philip was yeah, to Black Philip was talking to him and right. being like, "Hey, you should. You guys want to play? You yeah. want to do creating mayhem you want? for them? Right? Yeah. yeah. He's like, you want to have some fun? And then he basically got them to like do some unholy contract. Right. And so then he was had hold over the family, right. and the mm-hmm. witch was able to come in and fuck them all up. So how does the witch relate relate to Black Philip? Black Philip, because they're they're there are two separate different. entities. Yeah, but the witch is like a servant of Satan, basically. Right, and Black okay. Philip is basically Satan, Satan, or an agent of Satan. Yeah, or is he Satan? He could be. It could be. Black Philip could he be Satan. Like, I mean, he I'd say he's either Satan or he's an agent of Satan. Fancy dressed like man, same. for yeah, sure. Yeah, he's a fancy pants. I, I, that, I that think shot Black is Philip so is cool because you oh, like yeah. see the, the boot. Yeah, the I would first agree. Boot totally looks like it's just a. With the spurs. Go, goat. I was like, oh, it's just yeah. his, his feet. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, that's a yeah. man's foot. <laughs> she um, she says when uh, the dad's like, you're a witch. And she's like, no, the kids were talking to Black Philip. Yeah. She says in that scene, like, don't you, in the scripture, it says that Satan will show up as a black uh, he goat uh, yes. or something like right. that. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, it totally makes sense. and then he's like, oh, shit, here we go again. He walks <laughs> inside and is like, you little fuck. <laughs> Is that what he does? <laughs> Come here, you little fuck! <laughs> <clears throat> Whoops some ass, and then he gets his ass whooped. So. I thought everyone did a, a great performance in this movie, and you have to, I mean, if you're not doing, I, I mean, other than Black Phillip, I don't know how you do, you do a bad performance when you have to stick to such a rigid mm-hmm. script, because how else do you convey anything in this movie if you're not following exactly along right. that, yeah. the performance lines? It was dull to look at, but that was on purpose, mm-hmm. I think, because their life is dull and yeah. everything is going to shit. So they live a great for leaving the church. life. And they shot this whole movie with natural light mm-hmm. too, so yeah. even more dreary New England. Right. right. So, I mean, we talk about this. I mean, the, so the family thing is the for hereditary, and then like the relationships being free from tragedy is kind of like Midsummer. What What's the theme? What are we supposed to get out of this movie? Hmm. Don't leave the church. <laughs> well, I don't like. Don't worship so much. Like, don't listen to your yeah, daughter. The, like, I don't. I don't know what the was, themes were supposed to be. Like, it was more questioning your faith and what they do with that. Like, what question the, your faith. the majority yeah. of the problem they have is questioning their faith, right? Or yeah. or believing too strongly in because they question their faith, which makes them leave the church, and then mm-hmm. they are then questioning their faith, or they from that point on. They have too much faith in it because the dad right. keeps being like god's gonna sort it out he's like well yeah look like our kid died but it's like hey god may he only killed one of our kids so that's pretty cool <laughs> one out of five ain't bad yeah so it's i i think the reading is more like they put too much in that mm-hmm. and right. okay. they're leaving their entire lives off of oh well i was just born a sinner am i gonna like everyone's so obsessed with right with that instead of actually like being a good person uh-huh. mm-hmm. That that could come of it. I mean, they they literally accused each other of just like being sinners because they told a lie, and it's like that's that is of that time period, but it's also like Jesus, tell a lie every once in a while. You can tell your mom you wouldn't picked apples. Yeah, but I guess just I mean those hereditary and Midsummer seem to have the deeper themes yeah. with past what's just happening on screen. Yeah. Well, this one seems to just be. I think this is that too. It's just not as it's not. It's not about Different the director. family. Yeah. I think it's not the family directly. It's more about what like what that time was like for families, but not necessarily right. that like why it's happening to this family and why like yeah, each yeah. person in the family is responsible for this and that. 
Yeah. Not not like Ari Aster's works, no, where everyone plays a role. Yeah. This yeah. one is more like, here's what happens if you, right. like, just a just a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. A, a Which, morality tale. It just, it just sucks that all that stuff leads up to them blaming the daughter, because, like, mm-hmm. the dad doesn't say about stealing the cup, and then he doesn't say where they went into the woods, and then <laughs> just all the things that led up to them just yeah. blaming the daughter for it just sucks. And they have two shitty kids who they yeah. cannot control, and they they make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> they bring Satan into the house. Yeah, and then so. poor, poor Caleb. Yeah, he's just pro- trying to... He's, he's just horn horn. Yeah, going through <laughs> puberty, wants to get some, and he gets some from a witch. Yeah. <laughs> Which, so Kills him. he sees the devil that he think is I think Jesus. that's what it's is implied, that kinda, yeah. is that he's tricked into, like, embracing the devil. Mm. And then he dies. And then he dies, but he's probably in hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's Which, I mean, we totally get that when they both show up. Yeah, to the mother. Mm-hmm. Like you got to be in. I mean, he's in hell because <laughs> yeah, they're together, right? That poor kid. Yep. <laughs> it was horrifying, mm-hmm. but not in a way that I would necessarily ever go. Oh, you want you like horror movies? You should watch this. Oh, yeah. this is which is the thing. This is not for that necessarily that crowd. If you just plain like horror movies, this might not be for you. Yeah, I mean, I would recommend it on Black Phillip alone. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I mean, I have no so problem. You have to know going in what uh, it is like. I had no right. problem recommending it to you guys, but I know that you guys yes. like a certain mm-hmm. amount of like film. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that if if someone was like, "Man, I really love the Friday the Thirteenth movies," my my next recommendation to them would not be this or Hereditary. Right. Right. <laughs> I was like, I also I don't know if if it's you guys have the same thing. Maybe maybe you even more so, Andy, because it's your chosen like aspirational it, yeah. well aspirational goals to be like right. a filmmaker mm-hmm. but i've watched so many movies that unless something is truly shocking or uncomfortable i don't i'm like i'm not scared by it it's not nothing none of these things scare me when i see a horror movie i if there's something unless it's like truly disgusting or horrifying mm-hmm. i'm just like oh cool yeah you know so this, right. this whole movie i was like ah cool but like jump scares I, don't really get me very much it's yeah. like so i'm not going into the movie trying to get scared because yeah. that doesn't happen to me. When I see something, I see, like, a cool monster design or something. Like, That's neat. I wonder how they did that. I, uh, when I was little and mm-hmm. in middle school and stuff, I didn't like horror Whoa. movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, me either. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't allowed to watch any. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, my, the first one that I was allowed to saw, or allowed to saw, allowed to see and was terrified for quite a long time was The Village. Yeah, uh, that one. I was waiting for one of those. I watched, I watched that, that and Signs and mm-hmm. The Sixth Sense, and they were yeah, those fucked me up. Yeah, yeah. and then I, I mean, we, then we got to high school and we well, every weekend went over to our friend Joey's house and That's, watched a scary movie and, every single weekend. Yeah. And through middle school, he was making me watch them, and I still didn't enjoy them. Right, but we, I was still going over and we were watching them. Right, so I slowly, you know, built up. Now I'm getting married to someone who. Uh, loves horror movies yeah. and will watch every type of them mm-hmm. just just to consume content. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Emily and I watch a lot of horror movies. Uh-huh. And we, we appreciate the good ones. Right. So And we also appreciate the, the trash ones. Sure. I, I have sometimes a, I have a similar love. Sometimes you just want to put on, like, a stupid slasher in the background mm-hmm. about people who fucked with something they shouldn't mm-hmm. and get killed <laughs> yeah. one by one. I mean, Cabin in the Woods is... A great, that's yeah. a, that's a that's great a, deconstruction and yes. entry into the genre. Yes, yeah. it's so good. <laughs> it's both. Yeah, and, it's, and that's like if it's someone if you're going if you're someone who's like an, an audience member who goes to horror movies intending to be scared by it, 
I, I don't know if I'm someone who can recommend you necessarily horror movies for that vague because right. that doesn't and happen to me. Paranormal Yeah. <laughs> and I guess... <laughs> that scared me. I remember being scared by that. Yeah. The only one that I can remember being, like, actually, actually scared in the theater in, in recent memory is Hereditary. Like, I was scared yeah. in that last 20 minutes. But I also, after seeing that and mm-hmm. after seeing Midsummer, I, it's not as much scared as it's I'm deeply disturbed. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so it's not like I'm, like, crying out of fear or mm-hmm. anything, but I'm just very deeply disturbed and very emotionally invested. Right. And that last 20 minutes of Hereditary is scary. Is, yes, I would say so. But, I, yeah, that's... But, yes, I'm with you that yeah. I'm not really scared by horror movies I think, anymore. Right. I think the re- I think we just have grown up. I think that's what we're going to do. There's, there's still people who go to movies for that reason. Right. You know, for, especially to horror movies, and if something doesn't, like, scare them, they're like, yeah. shit, movie. And, and I, I think like, that's I, what... I, I don't feel like that. I think... I enjoy them regardless. Why Paranormal Activity 1 scared me, and I've talked about this a little bit, but why Paranormal Activity 1 has scared me so much and 2 and 3 didn't really mm-hmm. was because 2 and 3 then established that it was specific to that right, family. Right, there's rules. Mm-hmm. Well, that first one, it's like, this could happen to, to anybody. Anyone. This could yeah. happen to me. And, like, the kitchen even looked like our friend's kitchen yeah. and the driveway looked like his driveway. So I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. So then it scared me even more. So I think that's, I think that maybe that... Maybe one, it's maybe it's ghosts. <laughs> maybe that's what freaks me maybe. out. And then the other thing being like, can this really happen to me? <laughs> I think that's the only two things that may still scare me. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the the <laughs> night that I saw Paranormal Activity was like all, my friends and I were all together and we were doing like it came out the, right around Halloween. They were doing like a very targeted promotional campaign. Where it was like you had to request it to come to your city. They yes. So it played at Sundance in uh-huh. January, I believe. And then it kind of it, so it played there, and then Spielberg came yeah, on as a producer, wow. and they reshot the ending. That's right. I remember that. There's like three endings. There's three. Yeah. So the everybody who saw it and like all the film festivals leading up I to went the and release, them up later. Yeah. saw a, a different ending mm-hmm. that yeah. that doesn't leave it open for sequels. Yeah. Right. I the the first yeah, version I, I watched was that. the one that didn't lead to sequels, but then it got picked up. Yeah. So then they switched the ending. Or yes. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but um. It played at Sundance and then mm-hmm. was kind of a huge hit. I think it's like from the budget, it was like one. It of was the, nothing. They filmed it in one of the, like yeah. the producer's house and it set yeah. off all of Blumhouse Productions. It it's was their first one movie. of the biggest like a return on yeah. investment. Absolutely, yeah. it was huge. And it was like my friends and I are all together. <laughs> we're eighteen, and we decide that weekend, that night. I mean, we had planned it before, but that night, that same night, we saw the movie, and then we're like, we're gonna go break into a cemetery, go see Thousand uh. Steps. And, uh, like, I brought that? a camera, like, a digital camera I had. And we didn't end up making it into Thousand Steps because a cop saw us trying to sneak into right. the <clears throat> cemetery. But I tried taking some photos, and I, I saw them later. And I was, like, from what I could see, and, like, all my photos are corrupted. And that haunted me even more. <laughs> so I was, like, that was, like, the last thing. It's so funny. It was, like, ten years ago. That really scared me. Right. And then when we saw the remake of Evil Dead... That was just played as a straight up horror movie because the I think original. I saw that with you. Yeah, you did it. The yeah. garlic. Yeah, uh, it was like the uh, original, <laughs> the original Evil Dead movie. The, they later became very campy, fun horror right, movies. Yes, yep. But the first one is played as a straight horror movie, and so it's retaking that. I thought the remake was pretty scary. I think it's. I wasn't as scared as much as I was just disgusted. Yeah, there's a lot of it's disgusting. I've heard the disgusting things from the movie. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't think I'll watch it. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like I remember TJ and I were so like uncomfortable. We held hands. <laughs> yeah well it was like 
it rains blood in that movie. Someone, it's like a nail goes through a tongue, like an eye or something. Oh, pull it somebody out. licks a razor blade. I don't yeah, like that. Oh, that's yeah. the one I've heard. So it's, yeah. it's disgusting. Ugh. It's gross. I wasn't scared, but I didn't like watching it yeah. because it made me so uncomfortable. But yeah, I wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh man, it was so scary. But like, that was yeah. the last, those are the last two times I think I felt that in the theater. So I don't know where my barometer is anymore, I right. guess. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie and it's a great yes. horror movie, I think. But you have to know going in, it's not going to be something that, like, it's much like the other 824 horror movies that we've seen yes. from Ari Aster, where yeah. they are, they are... We're all about um, those in this podcast. <laughs> they are uncomfortable, and they are unsettling, and they are, like, a morality play. Yeah. They are, it's very, it's not, it's not about trying to get you to jump in your seat. Yeah. It's not, that is not the goal of this movie. Andy, I'll never forget when we went and saw Women in, Women in Black. Uh, oh, was, that fucking movie. There were movie. two movies, or two two parts in that movie where you screamed. Yeah, <laughs> really? Those jumps, yes. The jump scares got there's me. There's a part where there's like a boy by the bed. Which they can be effective, yeah. screamed. It was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Those jump scares. So, my question for Barb. Barb? Are you the devil in disguise? <laughs> is Barb? she your black Philip? Barb? Barb is Sammy's dog, by the way. Barb? <laughs> All right. This is nothing Speaking but dead air. The one time she doesn't bark. Barb? It's when you want her to. What the hell like to live deliciously? Barb, you get to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andy, good pick. Yeah, yeah thanks. Was... I thoroughly enjoyed it. <clears throat> I, mean, I don't think I'll watch it again unless I'm yeah. like, someone's like, oh yeah, I want to see that. I'm like, oh, buckle up. I'll watch it with someone. The, right. the, I That's wasn't exactly... going to watch it on my own, but I wanted to watch it with you guys. Right. So. And I totally get why you were like, I'm not ready for that one scene. The, the which which literally scene, happens which is, immediately. Right, yeah, which I totally get. I, nope. That's the one thing I'm like, if I watch it again, I'm not ready for that scene again. Yep. No. <laughs> All right, well, I think uh, that concludes our thoughts on The Vavitch. Yeah. Thanks for joining us in An- Spooptober. We're halfway episode. through. Yeah, we got yeah. some more episodes coming up, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but uh, until then, this been, oh, on. we got oh. stuff to talk about. <laughs> Shit, you caught me. If anyone happened to make it this far, because it took us an hour <laughs> to get to the actual movie, yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, <laughs> and we're gonna continue putting out more spoopy movies in Halloween Ooh. for Halloween. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at nsaotpod, or just type in "never seen any of this." You can email us at. Never seen any of this pod at gmail.com. Which we we messed up, but that's the I'm, one that you're supposed to email. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Most of the time I say it correctly. Yes. The problem is, never seen any of this has been taken. I don't know who took it, but it's been taken we'll on find you. Gmail for, I don't know, I don't know how long, but it's been taken. Yeah. And so I created one that was never seen any of this pod when we started this, and you created one that's never seen any of this show. Yeah. Right? Good. <laughs> and tried to remember... What what it's a law it's a mouthful of an email address. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure I have it pinned along with our letterbox profiles on Twitter. So if you want to do that That's feel free. Yeah, yeah, you could yeah. yeah. And uh follow us on Letterbox if you like. Uh, if I end up actually watching more things in this time period, I'll start actually using it, but I haven't been watching any. So far movies. I've just been linking to our podcast yeah. when yeah. we watch the movie. That's uh, oh, good. I should <laughs> I should be doing that. Maybe you become our, the social media guy. Yeah. But, our Facebook page. Uh, is yeah. up and running. That's a, a good way to make see when our new episodes and our Twitter. Yeah. Prob- those are two of the best ways right now. To see. Yeah. Yeah. If you enjoyed it, if you made it through this, then leave a review on your podcast app or wherever you're getting the podcast from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Comment, review, send us, send us something. Tell us what you think. Tell us what to watch. Do yeah. you want to live deliciously? 
Do you? I don't. Do you? That's what. Do you want the delicious taste of milk? Do you? If, I want. Do you want the taste of butter? Yeah. Leave that in your comment. The review of this episode. <laughs> do you want the taste of butter? If you if you would do us the solid of reviewing our podcast, it helps a lot. Just yeah, it helps get visibility. Yep. And you can just instead of talk about the show, just tell us about how you want to live deliciously. Yeah. What things would what delicious life would you live? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What well, what could Black Philip tempt you with? Butter? <laughs> For me, it's still butter. It's <laughs> not. Black Philip is just if he came to my house, I'm I'm okay. Yeah, because <laughs> Black Philip could just hang I'm out like, with me for a day. I like that more than uh, how would Pennywise get you down in the sewer? It's uh, how would Black t- Philip tempt you? What would he use? <laughs> it's with butter. Yeah, <laughs> delicious. Yeah, hell yeah. That's how I'm living deliciously. <laughs> I'm that butter boy. Oh, butter boy. Butter boy. Right. I think that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. That's it for this week's episode. I've never seen any of this. We'll see you next week. Like the taste of butter, a pretty dress. Wouldst thou like to live?